Welcome to the Silver Caduceus Association podcast, where we take a break to explore how Medical Service Corps officers shape the story of the Army. This is our story, and I'm your host, Dave Paramore. Let's get started. All right. Hello, everyone. Uh, Dave Paramore once again. And uh, listen, I'm really honored to be joined today by uh, Colonel Rob Howe, who uh, is a good friend of mine. We've uh, known each other for many, many years, uh, grew up as aviators. And uh, so glad to have you, Rob. Welcome. Thanks so much, Dave. Really appreciate you having me on. Yeah, no, this is great. Um Listen, you know, since we both left uh, Office of the Surgeon General uh, several years ago, what have you been up to? What are you doing these days? Well, a lot, a lot of life has happened since then, Dave. I, currently, I command the, the first medical brigade here at, at Fort Hood, Texas, known as the Great Place. <laughs> so why do they call it that? Why do they call it the Great Place? Well, I think it goes back to just the, really, it's the community, I think, that surrounds Fort Hood. We've got just tremendous support. And uh, we, we uh, this is my first duty station here at Fort Hood and having the opportunity to command our Army's largest and, and longest serving medical brigade for the first time at Fort Hood was a bit of a uh, culture shock. Uh, but I, I'll tell you, the, the community around us has really opened their arms and and embraced our unit. And, uh, you know, the, the mission keeps us uh, super busy. Yeah, I would imagine. And, you know, with that in mind, um, we have obviously uh, COVID-19 has been on the forefront of everyone's mind here for the last going on almost a, a year now. As we wind up 2020, I'm sure everybody's excited to see the calendar change uh, to 2021. But uh, I understand that you've had a pretty substantial role in, in COVID relief and that support. Can you uh, help us understand what, uh, what you've been involved in? Oh, yeah, absolutely, Dave. You're right. I, all of the CONUS-based medical brigades have, have been very busy supporting our nation's response to the pandemic. And uh, our, we've had some pretty extraordinary response efforts from all of our units and really along multiple lines of effort, frankly. And, and our initial support came towards the end of March. Uh, we, we got an initial warning order that our brigade might be tasked to provide support to civil authorities in both Seattle and or New York. And within 24 hours of just kind of the initial conversation, uh, we, we were already uh, scheduled and set to move forces to both Seattle and New York City. And it, amazingly, within seven days, we, we had forces on the ground at both of those locations. And to me, the significance of that is pretty unprecedented. Neither of the two units that we missioned for this purpose were on any form of a recall status whatsoever. Uh, we just kind of got the inkling that this could come and set to work uh, to provide this rapid and comprehensive response in support of our nation. And uh, so pretty amazing uh, you know, accomplishment all in all. But by the time uh, you know a couple of weeks had rolled by, we had our ninth hospital center based in Fort Hood, Texas, deployed to the Javits Center in New York City. And at the same time, we had our 627th Hospital Center and Field Hospital 
out, out of Fort Carson, Colorado, deployed to Seattle, where they established operations in the CenturyLink field. So two of our major movers uh, out the door within seven days and in the zone prepared to start receiving patients in as early as three weeks from notification. It's a pretty historic response uh, for our brigade and really for our country. Wow, Rob, that that's uh, that's really exciting. And you know, we we've talked about our whole careers about the the impact and uh, the involvement of medical service corps officers. And uh, I mean, you've really literally been on the front lines, uh, kind of a, a new front line, so to speak, with pandemic response. And so, thank you for for sharing that, and thank you for uh, what you and all of your organization have done. In, in response to the pandemic, as, as we retirees now, uh, we're spectators in this and you're still in the fight, literally. So thank you for that. I think in, in you know, kind of the transition a little bit, um, you know, for our listeners here um, is obviously this podcast is geared towards Medical Service Corps officers and and their, uh, their impacts uh, throughout their career. And I, I've been kind of taking a an informal poll or, or discussion through our, our folks that we've had a chance to chat with so far. I just thought it might be interesting for the, for the listeners to maybe hear what has been the, the highlight of your career as a medical service corps officer. Uh, that's a great question. And, and uh, let me just say uh, first and foremost, the, the highlight of my medical service corps career was uh, meeting my wife of 28 years in OBC. Now that's, that's not a paid political announcement. That, that is the truth. Uh, <laughs> I met Kaki, Kaki uh, back in 1991 and, uh, and we were married very shortly thereafter. Um, from the, the true military perspective though, I, I would say you, you summed it up. The opportunities in the Medical Service Corps are, are tremendous. I, I never would have dreamed coming out as a, as a National Guard soldier uh, and then selected for active duty uh, as a Medical Service Corps officer. The, I would never have imagined the opportunities that I had. And, and truly the, the most significant accomplishments or highlights, I would say, we're having the opportunity to command three very diverse formations in combat, uh, you know, starting with the 159th Medical Company out of Wiesbaden, Germany. And I was able to command that formation for three years in Germany, as well as Afghanistan. Uh, the opportunity to command an aviation battalion, uh, where, where I had the opportunity to command 5th of the 158th Aviation Regiment, or GSAB and deploy as an aviation task force again to Afghanistan, or my opportunity to command the 47th Combat Support Hospital, America's Cash, out of JBLM, and uh, run the Roll 3 out in uh, Baghdad. I mean, those opportunities were incredible. And then you then you sprinkle on top of that, I still remember having a, our New Year's reception last year, and I talked to the, the team that was assembled, and I told him, I said, look, I, I've had the opportunity to command three times. None of those units were on the path chart to go anywhere. We all went somewhere. Now, my, my words came back to potentially haunt me a little bit because, you know, here, here we are as a brigade deployed in support of defense, support of civil authorities in the homeland, supporting the pandemic. So I, I look at this as a deployment as well, uh, based on the our travels of not only our hospital centers and the supporting units, but 
we, we also, as a brigade headquarters, uh, deployed to Dallas, Baton Rouge, uh, New Orleans, Chicago, Detroit, to, to help uh, work with our civilian partners and interagency partners to establish this response. So I, I will always think back to those opportunities that I had as a Medical Service Corps officer to command such complex and diverse formations and truly over those years serve with some of the absolute finest soldiers I could even imagine. And, uh, and so, you know, as, as I'm starting to approach the swan song of my career, those are going to be the things that I look back on with probably the most pride and, and uh, really from a memory standpoint, I look forward to talking with a number of people around the fire pit about some of the, uh, the things that our soldiers were able to do while we were forward. Well, Rob, I mean, just, just listening to you talk, it's an amazing perspective, uh, an amazing career, um, amazing leadership. Uh, so thanks for sharing all of that. And I'm, I'm sure our listeners will, will uh, enjoy uh, hearing uh, your entire perspective and about the impact Medical Service Corps officers have made on our Army. Um, I guess just kind of wrap it up. I know that uh, you, you've uh, you've been invited. I, I will call it maybe voluntold, but you know you're active duty, so you volunteer. Uh, but uh, it, to be a part of this uh, Silver Caduceus Association, and uh, we're just delighted to have you in the mix there. Um, maybe you know just particularly as we uh, this podcast is is uh, I won't say primarily geared towards, but it's a, it's an outreach uh, tool for us to, to uh, get connected with the younger medical service corps officers and uh, as well as uh, uh, folks like me who, uh, who are, are beyond our career. Um, we have the opportunity to listen to uh, what's kind of going on in, in the medical service corps. Um, but with respect to Silver Caduceus Association, maybe you could uh, give us a, your high-level perspective on the value of this membership for um, both the current members and, and potentially prospective members? Like, what, uh, what do you see as the value of the organization? Well, as you highlighted, Dave, you know, you, you mentioned some of the value associated with, within the Medical Service Corps. And, and I would tell you that I'm kind of a late bloomer. I haven't had a, really a decisive impact, I don't think, on the Silver Caduceus Association, short of the experiences uh, that I've had with, with several uh, MSCs, obviously. But I, I look at uh, General Rubenstein and, and as, a, as a mentor, I look at uh, Colonel Retired Kyle Campbell. I've grown up uh, with him off and on, and, and, I, and their role and their impact across the board, I, you know, I think that the Silver Caduceus Association allows us those various avenues to mentor. And you know, so it's not just me seeking mentorship from uh, our greats, uh, but it's also my opportunity to kind of pay back and, and seek uh, individuals that I can mentor. And so as I get closer and closer to the swan song of my career, I, I would tell you that I, I find I'm more interested in in helping out anyone I can achieve their goals, uh, in, not just in the medical service corps, but in the army. And so I I do think that Silver Caduceus is a tremendous opportunity to to leverage those mentorship opportunities and to open up to a, a diverse crowd that maybe you wouldn't otherwise serve with. 
And that's, a, I think, important. And as we as an army uh, wrestle with all sorts of issues, uh, we are very clearly placing people first in all that we do. And frankly, Silver Caduceus allows us to place our people first, to invest in our MSCs, to invest in each other. And, you know, when when we all hang up our hats at some point, I think that that will be my connection back to uh, so many of the younger people that I've had the opportunity to serve with and to and to watch them as they just do amazing things for our army. So, you know, albeit I, I'm a bit of a late bloomer, I'm super honored to be a part of the organization. I, I look forward to whatever role I can play to to take us uh, to the next level and, and really standing on the shoulders of giants for sure. But uh, now it's I think it's a great opportunity and I would encourage all medical service corps officers uh, to seek these opportunities at all of the various camps, posts, and stations, and try to do uh, their part uh, to keep us viable and and uh, really a, a hard-hitting uh, force moving into the future. Well, Rob, it's uh, really uh, great to hear you describe it that way. I mean, I've really uh, enjoyed our conversation today. It's just been an honor to connect with you again. Uh, do you have any final thoughts uh, for our listeners today? No, Dave, I, I just, again, I really appreciate the opportunity. It's it's great catching up with you always. I've, I've got a lot of good memories uh, dating back all the way to flight school with you. Uh, so it, it's great to see all the things that, that the various uh, members of our community are doing now in retirement or, or for those who are serving on active duty. So, no, I just I'm really honored to be a part of this team and, and I appreciate you dialing me up for a few minutes today. Glad to have you, Rob. And uh, so that, that's our uh, that's it, folks, for this episode. We've uh, been joined today by Colonel Rob Howe. It's uh, certainly been our pleasure to have him uh, for our discussion today. Um, as always, uh, for more information about the Silver Caduceus Association, uh, check us out on the website at silvercaducesassociation.org. And uh, for this podcast, you can find it on uh, wherever you get your podcasts, but uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Amazon Audible, to n- mention a few. So I uh, look forward to uh, connecting again with you soon as we have uh, future episodes of this podcast. Have a great day, everyone. For more information or to listen to other episodes, please visit silvercaducesassociation.org.